The That's Aggies land a huge fish on Thank the recruiting so trail. For joining us. On I this am your episode, host, Joey Ikes. You can find Aggies me on podcast. Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Aggies. You are Locked and you On Aggies. You can find us on YouTube as well. Your daily locked podcast on, Aggies on the there. Texas Please A&M like the videos. Aggies. Leave a comment Part on the videos. The on Share the videos. Network. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so that you get notified every time we post a new video. Thanks again, guys. Now that you've made Locked On Aggies your first listen. Go back and check out Locked On SEC. Make that your second listen. Where host Chris Gordy, what's up, and everybody? Welcome the back to the Locked, Locked On Aggies podcast, you around the part SEC of the Locked On podcast network. Your team is Locked On every day. SEC. I am Thanks your so host, Joey. I see you guys Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. And the Aggies got a big surprise, I guess, and a big boost on the recruiting trail on Wednesday afternoon when David, or DJ Hicks, from Katy Paytow High School, just outside of Houston, made the announcement that he was going to commit to Texas A&M. And it caused quite the stir online. For a little bit of context, it was pretty much, it was widely accepted that David was planning on announcing his commitment on the day of the Under Armour All-America game that's held in December every year. Um, and so while the recruitment for David was was pretty intense and active and all of those sorts of things, um, it came as a surprise when last week he announced that he would be setting a date for his commitment of September the 28th. And the momentum over the course of the last few weeks was that he had a very good relationship and had a, he took an official visit to Oklahoma, actually chose to go to Oklahoma on the weekend of the A&M pool party instead of coming to the A&M pool party. And that, combined with the momentum that came out of that visit to Oklahoma, um, had a lot of experts and um, a lot of Oklahoma Sooner fans and media pundits um, held very strongly the belief that they were they were very, very far in the lead and that A&M and any of the other schools that might feel like they were in contention were really nowhere near getting a commitment from David and that it was just a formality that he was going to Oklahoma. Um, but if you listened to folks who were closer to the A&M program, they felt very good about where A&M stood. And even going into, even right after he announced his commitment date, um, some of the folks at Texags and places like that started to say, you know, we're sort of, we feel like Oklahoma is the front runner here, but it's we're also hearing from that it's closer to 50-50. And then he comes out. It seems like for most people that it's going to be a formality that he's going to commit to Oklahoma. And he puts on that A&M hat, commits to Texas A&M, and away we go. And so social media goes and everybody around Oklahoma 
starts to say, starts to throw out the typical excuses that you hear people use when A&M wins one of these recruiting battles. Oh, it's the NIL money. I wonder how much they paid this guy. You know, somebody said, you know, he might, he's probably the 10th richest guy in Texas now. And while I'm one of the, uh, I'm not the guy who's going to sit here and say, no, NIL plays no part in these decisions being made. I do believe that the degree to which NIL money impacts these decisions is smaller than it is made out to be. And part of that is that the numbers that are being thrown around for these guys um, in the media are outlandishly overblown compared to what whatever offers these guys might actually be getting from collectives or whoever else. And so I, I hate when people drop to that NIL excuse when the fact of the matter is, is that A&M has been recruiting David Hicks since he was going from the eighth grade to the ninth grade. He's been in College Station somewhere around 40 times since or throughout his career in high school. 40 trips to College Station, including a trip to Kyle Field for the Appalachian State game and a trip to Kyle Field for the Miami game in back-to-back weeks this month. So for anybody to pretend that David Hicks committing to A&M was some sort of outlandish thought that nobody could have ever considered is silly. And it's bad faith arguments by those kinds of folks. And while, yes, the momentum was leaning towards Oklahoma the last couple of weeks, it's a very important reminder that these recruitment processes don't last a week or two weeks. These recruitment processes involve dozens and dozens of phone calls and letters and emails and visits in person at the school, at the high school, at the kid's house. And these relationships that are built and the relationships that are built not only with the player and the coaches, but with the the player's family and the coaching staff and the support staff and those sorts of things are massive pieces of this equation. And it's very clear that all of that stuff mattered in this situation. David Hicks even said when he was asked that one of the reasons why he chose A&M was because his family lives in Katy and he's got younger siblings and he wants to be able to be closer to his family to be able to be around and be able to see his family way more often and be able to have his family come to see him and see him play way more often. And College Station is a heck of a lot closer to Katy, Texas than Norman, Oklahoma is. We're going to talk a little bit about David Hicks as a player and what he brings and what this addition to the A&M recruiting class means. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Bet Online. It is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information and live betting 
and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. David Hicks is, according to 24-7, we'll use the 24-7 composite. He is a five-star recruit who is the number nine overall recruit in the entire country, the number one overall recruit in the state of Texas, and the number one defensive line recruit in the in the nation for 2023. 24/7 lists him at six foot four, 270 pounds. Gabe Brooks of 24/7, their Mid Midlands region recruiting analyst. Gave him a future first round player projection, which if you're the number nine player in a recruiting class, that absolutely makes sense. Just the, the first line of Gabe Brooks's scouting report on David Hicks. He owns all of the requisite physical traits from height and weight to plus length and large hands. He wears his mass well, and likely owns the frame space to get to the 300 and the 300 pound neighborhood if desired. He is a three sport athlete who plays basketball and throws shot put and discus. He's unbelievable motor, unbelievable athleticism for his size. He's further along against the run than he is as a pass rusher. Has a 54-foot, 2-inch shot put in the spring of 2021. Was the defensive MVP of his district as a junior at Allen High School last year. Had 88 tackles, 22 tackles for loss, and 13 sacks. This guy is an absolute monster when it comes to playing on the defensive line. At 270, right now, he's got the frame to be one of those large base end type edge rushers that you see play in that 265 to 280 range. But as Gabe mentioned, he has the ability to add bulk, add mass, and wind up playing on the interior. And when you just Think about what AM has done on the defensive line the last few years. It's really unbelievable from a recruiting standpoint. They have three defensive linemen in this class David Hicks, his PayTal. Teammate, Damian Sanford, who's an edge, who recently went from a three-star to a four-star and is going to continue rising as he continues to have a phenomenal senior year at PayTow. And 
and I'm going to butcher Samu's name here, so I'm going to apologize to him, out of Atascacita, Samu Tamanupepe, who is listed at 6'3", 380, so he's the massive human being inside interior defensive player for A&M. And then you roll back to the 2022 class, and you look at what A&M did on the defensive line in 2022 and you add that you add Walter Nolan the number two recruit in the country Shamar Stewart the number nine recruit in the country last year on the defensive line LT Overton the number 14 recruit in the class overall Gabriel Brownlow Dindy the number 17 recruit Overall, all five stars, they represent four of the five top defensive linemen in the entire country in the 2022 class came to Texas A&M. Combine that with David Hicks and you have this unbelievable assortment of defensive talent at A&M. What they are building is just phenomenal, and they're not done. And that we're just talking about the defensive line. We're not talking about Anthony Hill. We're not talking about Bravion Rogers. All we're talking about is the defensive line. And just for reference on the grade that David has in relation to the 2022 class. The only player higher graded than or on the defensive line that's higher, more highly graded by 24-7 than David Hicks from last year is Walter Nolan. He would sit directly between Walter Nolan and Shamar Stewart in terms of the highest graded defensive lineman that A&M has in the last two classes. Just an unbelievable job by the A&M coaching staff, led, of course, by Jimbo Fisher, the head coach, to just continue to add these absolutely elite defensive front players. And frankly, I don't think they're stopping. And one of these things that a commit like this can do is, and David even talked about it, is that he's already out there working to try to get Peyton Bowen, who is currently a five-star safety who is committed to Notre Dame, but there's been a lot of talk that he was open to the idea of flipping off of that commitment and was considering strongly both A&M and Oklahoma, which should sound familiar based on the conversation we just had about David Hicks, that David is already working to try to flip Peyton Bowen out of Notre Dame and over to A&M. We already know Tony Mitchell, the five-star safety who is committed to Alabama, was in College Station for the Miami game. I would not be shocked 
in the least if there's some dominoes that fall as a result of this. Johnny Bowens, who was committed to A&M, decommitted earlier this year. Now pretty much everybody says A&M's the front runner for Johnny. After they already regained a commitment from Bravion Rogers earlier in the cycle, after he committed and then decommitted, and now he's back in the fold again. This A&M coaching staff, this A&M recruiting group, they don't let the process get in the way of their process. And what I mean by that is they don't hold a decision against a player ever. That's how you wind up with so many late flips. That's how you wind up with guys who decommit recommitting is that these guys really and truly feel like none of these decisions are personal. So when when David Hicks decides to go to the Oklahoma event instead of the A&M pool party, A&M doesn't care. They don't write the kid off. Would they love to have David at the pool party? Absolutely, especially considering that Anthony Hill was going to be there and Anthony Hill committed that weekend and how – impactful that might have been to have them both in the same place at the same time on the weekend of Anthony's commitment and how maybe that could generate some momentum. But, you know, some of these staffs are going to hold in some places, some schools, if Johnny Bowens or Bravion Rogers decommits, he's gone. They're not even talking to that guy anymore. AM doesn't do that. AM just keeps working. They stay in contact. They let the kid know hey, we get it, make your decision, go through your process. And because of that, you wind up, and it's become a pretty consistent theme now. It happened several times right at or right before signing day last year, before A&M signed. It's what really pushed A&M to this, like, unbelievable status in terms of recruiting last year was all these late flips that happened in the process. And it's just A&M just kind of going to work. And we see it again. We see it with Johnny. We see it with Tony Mitchell. We see it with Peyton Bowen. And then we also see it with Malik Muhammad, who committed to Texas earlier in the cycle, but recently announced via his Twitter on his social media account that he's going to be taking an official visit to A&M in the next few weeks. Also going to be taking an official visit to Tuscaloosa. So what you see is that these elite recruiting schools understand that these players have to go through this process. And that even if a guy makes a decision on August the 10th that he's going to go to a school, that decision's not final until the paperwork's signed in December on early signing day or in February on, on actual signing. And because they understand that and they take that seriously, they just keep working. They just keep the conversation open. Let them know, hey, we love you. We're interested in having you be part of our school. We've got a spot for you. We want you to come be a part of this A&M family. Every, every recruit you hear, every alum you hear go through that football program talks about the family. They talk about everything that that group is. And that 
is it's a testament to everything that Jimbo Fisher has built from a recruiting standpoint, especially on the defensive side of the ball and just the consistent recruits that they continue to pull in there and that they continue to work to continue to build. They've got the offensive line situation very strong in the 2023 class. They are working on a couple of running backs that we feel like they're very close to. This thing is at the highest levels of recruiting right now. That's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Joey Ikes. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Aggies. And you can find us on YouTube as well, Locked on Aggies there. Please like the videos, leave a comment on the videos, share the videos, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so that you get notified every time we post a new video. Thanks again, guys. Now that you've made Locked on Aggies your first listen, go back and check out Locked on SEC. Make that your second listen, where host Chris Gordy and the rest of the experts of Locked on take you around the SEC in 30 minutes or less. That's Locked on SEC. Thanks so much. We will see you guys tomorrow.